16th day of May 2020, we're broadcasting to you today from North Central West Virginia. We're going to continue it on today. We're going to start a brand new book, the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews was the book was written to the Hebrews. Um, very a very good book. I would say it's a great book. They're all great. Um, Talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the uh, the key word is uh, better. Better than so many things. Better than the law. Better than the blood of bulls and goats. Better than uh, every system that man has conjured up in his mind to try to get to God. And of course, this. This particular book is about Jesus Christ, as they are. The Word of God says, I've said it numerous times on this broadcast, that if Jesus Christ be lifted up, then all men, I said all men, shall be drawn unto him. Those that will listen to the drawing of the Spirit, the Song of Solomon says, draw me, and I will come running after you. You haven't noticed we are living in a very, very different time. <clears throat> We're still in the church age. We're still in the age of grace. We're still in the age of mercy. But I believe we're coming to the end of that when I don't know, and neither does anyone else. Um, and it's very important that we know who Jesus Christ is. Well, you can say I've been in church for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, on and on and on. But the question is, do you know Jesus Christ? Paul said that I might know him in the what power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. He's he also said, I'm persuaded that that which I've committed unto him is able to keep against that day, the day that is coming. The day of the Lord is rushing towards us. Uh, the signs of the times are all around. We can't ignore it. We can't uh, stick our head in the sand. That, that the Bible is coming to pass right before our very eyes. And it's very important how every... Well, every Christian reacts in the days to come. I believe that God would have us to come before him with a broken and a contrite spirit. Ask him to forgive our sins. Well, I don't sin. Well, you just did. You're a liar. The Bible declares that all men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Paul 
taught in Romans through the Holy Spirit that sin shall not, should not, have dominion over you. He goes on to say, shall we sin that grace may abound? He said, God forbid. And I've said it numerous times, that sin is man's problem. Everything you see going on today is a a product of sin. Uh, The sickness, the disease, the pandemics, the, uh, the earth groaning as it is doing. Luke, Luke wrote that uh, you shall see signs in the heaven, the waves and the seas roaring, and men's hearts will fail them for what they see coming on the face of the earth. I thought about the scripture last week, and many people say, well, they will have heart attacks and kilo, which that's, that's very possible. But I believe it's men are losing their heart uh, because of all the situations, because of all the circumstances, that men's spirits are broken. Uh, If you don't have Jesus Christ in this world and you wake up every day and you don't have him in your life, then you don't have the hope. The Bible declares that hope is an anchor for the soul. That when men lose hope, in other words, when they lose the ability to look even in a dire situation and look to the end and see a light at the end of the tunnel, then their spirits are broken. Their hearts are broken. And they lose hope. See, Jesus warned us of these days in many points of Scripture. Paul wrote to Timothy, he said in the last days, and I've said these Scriptures numerous times, that there shall be peerless, peerless times, fierce times when when life, as we know it, will be difficult. Now, we can't walk around and say that life is not challenging because it certainly is. The Bible uh, clearly stresses, Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. John said at the end of the book that God had him pen even come quickly, Lord Jesus. In other words, hasten your return. But until then, we are to occupy until he comes, fulfilling with the help of the Holy Spirit, the Great Commission. Telling a world that has no hope, that is losing hope by the day, that you don't see a good headline. You see, you see negative, negative, negative. You see what's coming, and and uh, men talking about this and giving their what opinions, and uh, which, by the way, they're all what divided, just like the church, the church. Uh, the platform by which Jesus said, uh, shall preach the gospel. He said that he will have a church. If I spot and if I rank upon this rock, I shall build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So uh, the church is more than just a name over the door, having a congress to get together and uh, whatever it might be, or to have a, a set of bylaws or a constitution. But the church has been purchased 
by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says the church is the chief cornerstone. He is the chief cornerstone of, of the church. The ecclesia, the called out ones. And he said, I'll, I'll have a church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And um, it will be without spot and without without wrinkle. So that that's a promise that God has given. And the Bible declares that when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that we are in the body of Christ. Now, I've been around for quite a few years, and um, I know you get saved, you get baptized, you join your local assembly, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when our names are written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, it's not under the guidelines of a certain church or a certain denomination or a certain group of people. The church is a universal church, which is called and is the body of Christ, which making him the head. So that means that we are to be led by the Holy Spirit according to what the Word of God says. So the writer of this book, Hebrews, uh, is not stated. Popular opinion um, lets us know that many think it was the Apostle Paul. And the way it's written, you know, I, I could tend to agree, but but the bottom line is uh, the author of the book is not stated. It's one of the secret things of God, Deuteronomy 29, 29, for the secret things belong to God. But that which is revealed unto us, we are responsible for. The Bible says, walk in the light as you have the light. So we can say this, that the scripture that we are reading is in the Bible, so that means it's given by inspiration of God. Second Timothy 3.16 all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, okay, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God or woman of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Okay. So we really don't know. Many just go ahead and put the name of Paul to it. I have no problem with that. But the Bible really doesn't tell us. The date written was probably before A.D. 70. Now, that date is what's significant because this fulfilled the prophecy that Jesus said that you see this great temple. He said not one stone will stand upon another. He's talking about what happened in A.D. 70 when Titus, the great Roman general, come, come and flattened the temple and and all and all of the city. Uh, so it must have been before because they're going to talk about the sacrificial system. Uh, and of course, that went on within the temple. So the book was written. Um, the main topic or the main doctrine is to show the uh, the, the glory, overwhelming, transcendent glory of the dispensation. Yes, that's why I use that word. Dispensation that we're living in now. Um, in Acts chapter 2, records the beginning of the New Testament church, the dispensation of grace, the dispensation 
of mercy. Up until that time, God dealt strictly with the Jews. And then after that, after the great day of Pentecost, after the outpouring of the Spirit, then he called a man born in, in where uh, Tarsus named Saul, whose name was changed to Paul, and he sent this man unto what the Bible deems the heathen, which doesn't mean bad people per se, but it means those other than Jews, or the Gentile nations. So God, through Jesus Christ, giving all men the opportunity to be reconciled back to God. So we're going to talk about Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is what this book is about. As revelations about him, so is Hebrews about him. And the key word is better. Better than. Better than the old sacrificial system. Better than the blood, as I said before, of lambs and goats and animals. Better than the law. Not that the law was bad, but the law simply was a mirror. The law simply showed us our transgressions, but had no power to take them away. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming down, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away, takes away, not covers, eradicates, takes away the sins of the world. Walk and wash away my sins, sins, plural, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So, of course, the book was written to Hebrew Christians or Jewish Christians. And when they would get saved, then there'd be a group, okay, a group who moved in the, uh, the congregations and would try to revert them back to the old ways or uh, cause them to relapse back into what Judaism. In other words, yes, Jesus is fine, but you still need the law. The law is the prim. The law is, is the head. No, the law is not the head. It's been fulfilled. Jesus Christ is the head. Jesus Christ fulfilled the law to the very T. To get them to, 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 to go back into ceremonial observances, which is not so much different than today. Uh, there's people that preach more of their of their doctrine of their church, quote unquote, than they do Jesus Christ. Um, okay, pushing their denomination, whatever it might be. And Jesus said, "If I be lifted up, doesn't say about a man, doesn't say about and 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 I'm not against all these. I, I, you know, I was raised in all this stuff. But Jesus Christ is the head of the church." Not a denomination. Matter of fact, I don't even see that in the Bible. I don't see Baptists and Methodists and Presbyterians and on and on and on. I don't see it. But I see Jesus Christ. The song says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith. So there was there there was a danger, and 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 we know Paul dealt with this a lot. Dealt with trying to get people, especially what church they talked to, the Church of Galatia, for who hath bewitched you? 
think you can revert back into your old ways. So the main theme of this book is the superiority of Christ and his work above all, above everything, above law. We'll say it again. Above what observances, even above feast, and all these things were ordained of God. But Jesus Christ fulfilled all of this. He fulfilled all of it. When he gave his life on the cross, when they laid him in the grave, on the third day was resurrected, a few days later he transcended, ascended into heaven. The angel of the Lord said, this same Jesus, which you see ascending, in like manner will descend with glory and with power. Jesus is coming back. So our bedrock, our hope, is not in a chill bump, not in a quote-unquote religious experience, not in a wave of emotion, but our hope is in the superiority, the preeminence of Jesus Christ and who he is and what he is. The Bible declares he was from the beginning, and even from the beginning was he crucified. In other words, the plan of God was laid from the beginning to save man, to reconcile man back to God. That's the problem. We've been separated from him. There's only one bridge, one mediator, one way that we can be reconciled back to God. You say, we talk about that a lot. It needs talked about. We need to sweep all the religious garbage that's going on. And yes, that's what term I used that's going on in the church world today and get our eyes on Jesus Christ. The Bible says we need to, to look under the weightier matters even of the law. In other words, the things that really matter. I would quit arguing over frivolous things that don't really point to Jesus Christ that God will take care of. Quit being divided. And come together in, in what the commonality of who Jesus Christ is. Preach him and preach him crucified. Of course, the key word is better. Better. One of the key verses that we're going to read is Hebrews 1.3, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and the upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins, set down on the right hand of the majesty of God. Hebrews 4, 14, saying, Then we have a, a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Many key scriptures that we're going to read that are very important and we need to apply to our life in this great book of Hebrews. So let's let's go to verse 1. We'll try to do verse per verse. And I want to say that I don't know everything, but I pray that what we speak will encourage you and unction you to study. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved a workman needeth not to be ashamed. In other words, get, 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 get your eyes set upon the Word of God. Study it. 
whereby people perish, the Bible declares for the lack of knowledge that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers, who or how? By the prophets. Okay. In other words, another dispensation. How God dispensed a different economy. So he spoke through the prophets. He spoke through judges different time frames. So in Old Testament, at sundry times, that that means many portions or different times, various kinds, various kinds of ways to, to God speak. And in diverse manners, or many ways, or separate ways. In other words, dispensation. But now we're focused on the dispensation of grace and mercy and goodness, where God's hand is not shortened, that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever confesses with his mouth and believes with his heart, for unto mouth does a man confess, and with the heart does a man believe, shall be saved. The most important and the greatest possession that we have is our soul. The inner man, the man that the Bible, I believe the Bible teaches, will live forever somewhere in a state of consciousness. We'll know exactly what's going on around and about them. And the Bible declares, the Bible declares there's a heaven whereby which if you receive Christ is where you're going to spend eternity. And there's a hell by which the Bible says where there's weeping, wailing, and gnashing teeth where the canker worm never dies. There's torment, eternal torment, outer darkness, the Bible calls. Those that reject Christ, reject Christ, the word of God, reject the gospel. Jesus Christ and him crucified and resurrected, sitting by the right hand of the Father, coming back soon. Jesus being the only way. We have many today that say, well, yes, he he, he was good, on, 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 on. But, you know, if you want to embrace this, you want to embrace that, you want to, uh, you know, if you want to embrace some other God, it's okay. You know, you can still be mindful. No, no. We're going to talk about the preeminence of the superiority of Christ over every other, which by the way, every other religion is man-made, conjured up in the minds of men. Whenever you hear the words, a man founded this, watch out. Or a man started this, watch out. It's okay to found a church, but you but but you must found a church or find a church upon the gospel. Because where people do not preach the gospel, do not preach Jesus Christ and him crucified, I'm, I'm just going to be blunt, they're not the church. They're a gathering place. They're another religion. They're preaching another Jesus. So he said it's sundry, different times, divers matters. 
He spake in times past or spoke under the fathers by the prophets. Isaiah 28.10 says, For precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So, in the wisdom and the sovereignty of God, how he has chosen to present Jesus Christ to us, of course, it's through his word. And John 1 declares that the word was in the beginning, or the logos. The logos is the word who is a person. And John 1.14 says that the word became what? Flesh. And dwelt among us. So in times past, he spoke by the prophets. So Peter spoke in Acts chapter 3, verse 21, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God have spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the world began. So everything that happened in the New Testament was prophesied in the Old. And there's things prophesied in the New that hasn't come to pass yet, but will be fulfilled. There are things we deal with that are past, things we deal with that are present, and certainly things we deal with that are future. And we've got to distinguish between them. So Peter says there's a restitution of all things coming. Hmm. In other words, there's coming a cataclysmic change, even to this world. The Bible declares this earth, as we know, will not be destroyed, but certainly will be regenerated and renewed for the kingdom that is coming, which will be ruled and reigned by none other than the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 2. So how is he speaking now? How is Jesus Christ, or how is God speaking to people today? Only one way. One way. Half in these last days, okay, so the writers at that time, it, before A.D. 70, was calling those days the last days. So how much more are we in the last days? Look, look around. I have to emphasize. Everybody's crying, I can't wait till things get back to normal. <laughs> and people say, well, there's a new normal coming. But if you read the scriptures, if you read the word of God, you seek God, belong to him, you've given your heart and life unto him, you've accepted Jesus Christ, then the Bible says we're not the children of darkness, but we're the children of light. So these things should not come upon us unaware without us knowing about it. And how do we react? Well, he says, when you see these things come to pass, look up for your redemption draw off nigh. It should draw us closer to him. Come into your chambers, my people, until my indignation passes by. In other words, be settled. Find your place, and your place is in Jesus Christ and him crucified. So happen these last days, Spoken unto us, all of us, how? By his Son, whom he hath appointed, listen, heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Who made the world? Jesus did. 
He's the creator. He's the judge. He's the soon coming king. He will rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron. After the seven-year tribulation, after the last three and a half years, what they call the Great Tribulation, and the Bible declares after Armageddon will come the millennial period, the 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ. This is reality. This is not, well, maybe. No, it's not maybe. The Bible clearly states there's coming a 1,000-year millennial reign of Jesus Christ. So he yeah, in these last days. So we're talking about the revelation of the Son and what he has done. Why did he come? Why did Jesus, why did God send Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son? Well, because John 3, 16, he so loved the world. That he gave not only his son, his only begotten son, whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So today he speaks through us, through his son. The son that has been incarnated. Who took on flesh. Become the mediator between God and man. Whom he hath appointed, listen, heir. Huh? Air. Psalms 2 says, Ask of me, this is God the Father talking to God the Son, Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for my possession. One point he said, Set by my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. So who are the enemies of Christ? Those who don't preach the gospel. <clears throat> they become enemies of the cross. Okay, If you deviate from God's plan, from his way, from his economy, the last day's economy, which we are living in now, the air, the dispensation of grace and mercy, this is the hour, as I said before, his arm not shortened, neither his, is his ear cauliflowered, that he cannot hear the cries of people in this last day. Call upon the name of the Lord, and you shall be saved. In the book of what Revelation at one point in the latter chapters, we see the outpouring of the judgment of God. But yet man wax worse. <laughs> Why is that? Why do men wax worse? Well, he says in his word, he says, because, God help us today, because they have refused to retain me in their knowledge. I will turn them over. To their own delusions. I will send them strong delusions. doesn't mean they won't be religious. There's a lot of religious people walking around. They'll spout the Bible. They'll talk about this. They'll talk about, but just to be honest, their lives do not produce the fruit. And listen, we've all come short, failed, and come short of the glory of God, all of us. But the Bible says at this point that when men reject God's way, then they will believe a lie or become judicially blinded and be damned. See, there's a reality to this thing that I, I don't think sometimes we grasp. The things are happening around us right now. You, you, you know, unless you live in a cave, you know exactly what's going on in the world. You know exactly where we're at. They were in a time and a season like we've never seen before. 
But yet I don't I don't see a lot of repentance. All I see is arguments and fighting and division, especially in the church world. And everybody giving their opinion. It doesn't matter what you think. It matters what the Word of God says. So he's appointed heir of all things. And the Bible says that me and you are heirs and joint heirs of Jesus Christ because we're part of the vine. And the vine is Christ. We are the branches, the Word of God says. And the Bible says, of all things, by whom also he made the world. John 1, 3, talking about Jesus Christ. All things were made, listen, for him, no, by him. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. He's the creator. Hebrews 1, 3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself okay, purged our sins. That's so important. Purged our sins. We can't stand before God unless our sins are purged. God is a thrice holy God. He can't stand nor bear up under sin. That's why he sent Jesus Christ. He who knew no sin became sin. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. So, he's the brightness of his glory. In other words, not a reflected brightness, as the moon gets his, gets its light off the sun, but an image exactly portraying the glory of God. Show us the Father, they said. He said, how long have I been with you? That when you see me, you see the Father. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. That word their image is like, like a Greek coin being stamped. Ex- exactness. Of. Once again, when you see Jesus Christ, you see the Father. And the upholding, the upholding all things by the word of his power. So we think things are chaotic, and they are, but God's still in control. God's still in charge. He's going to still bring to pass what he has spoken. So that word upholding there means to bear or carry. Or moving and progressing, listen now, towards a final end. Wow. Being carried out. The the sovereign will of an almighty God. Who from the foundation of the world made this plan, 
before it. And it's being played out right in front of our eyes. So, so the Son, which is Jesus Christ, he created the universe by his word, but he also maintains it and directs its course. In other words, he's the governor or the viceroy of the universe. The song says, I know the master of the wind. He made the wind. He made the trees. He made everything around him. And about us, all power and all glory has been given unto him. He is his, always will be. The preeminence, the dominance, all dominion, all power has been given unto him of Jesus Christ. So how does he uphold these things? By the word of his power. When he had by himself, okay, there, that means nothing or nobody else, you know. You know, the Lord said, after I leave, many will come in my name, many false prophets, and, and, you, and you can read history. Many have, have, have come up out of the woodwork, so to speak, said, I'm Jesus Christ. Or he didn't finish what he came to do, and I came to finish it. Liars. Liars. He purged our sins by himself. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, he said. No man comes unto the Father except it be through me. Purged our sins, which he did at the cross. Breaking the power of sin, the power of guilt over our lives. For there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8, 1. Who walk not after after what the flesh, but after the spirit. Read Romans 8. Paul talks nothing but except about the Holy Spirit. And what he does for us in this modern day. And the Bible says he sat down. After he purged our sins, he sat down. And this assumes no other high priest ever sat down, which is what he is. Assuming the office of the great high priest. In contrast to the priest of of the tribe of Levi, who never sat down, never finished their work. Once a year, the Bible says, they came behind the veil to offer blood twice, once for themselves and once for the people on the Day of Atonement. In Mark 16, 19, So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and set on the right hand of God. Set, set. A finished work. A finished work. Done. Crucified once, never again. We have to kill farm animals. The way has been made. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The blood has been shed and put on the mercy seat, even even in heaven, for the life is in the blood. And I put the blood on the mercy seat for an atonement for your sins. Universal atonement. He sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Verse 4. Hebrews 1 4. Being made so much better. Now, there's a description here. So much. So much better than the angels. Hmm. He hath an inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. 
So here we see the superiority of who he is. He was not created. He was incarnated. Jesus didn't have to be born again. He didn't sin. We had to be born again. So being made so much better. In other words, stronger, mightier, greater, more excellent. I believe around 13 times it speaks this in this particular book. How much better he is. Then the angels, as he hath by inheritance, okay, being the Son of God. Philippians 2, verse 4. We read a few verses here. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let us mind be in you, listen, which is also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That caused quite a stir back in his day before before he was crucified. It's one of the reasons they tried to kill him, or did kill him. Verse 7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. This is what's called the kenosis of Christ, the outpouring, the complete emptying of himself as the sacrifice, as the Lamb of God, as the total servant, as the doulos. And being made, verse 8, Philippians 2, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name. Listen. Listen, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, will bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Better. So he obtained a more excellent name than they. So who do we look to? Do we look to angels? No. Are they... A part of God's economy? Yes. Yes. The Bible calls them what? Spirits that minister. Therefore, beware uh, that you entertain strangers. You might be uh, entertaining an angel unaware. They are part of God's plan. I mean, all through the word of God. But they are are not equal with Jesus Christ. Never will be. Can't worship angels or, or found a church on angels. Or even saints. The church is upon Jesus Christ. There's one mediator between God and man. When man set up another mediator to get to God, other than Jesus Christ, it's false. Okay, verse 5. For unto which of the angels did he at any time? Thou art my son. This day... Have I begotten thee? And again, I will be to him a father, and he will be to me a son. Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Psalms 2-7. I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. So he, so he, he was quoting Psalms chapter 2, verse 7. 
And again, I will be to him a father, which he is God the Father, and he shall be to me a son. I believe Psalms 2 says, kiss the son unless he be angry. What that means is accept the son, receive the son, accept the gospel. Once again, the only way. You cannot get to God except it be through Jesus Christ. Verse 6. And again, when he bringeth into the, the first begotten of the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. Romans 8, 29. For when he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he made the firstborn among many brethren. The first begotten. The Bible says on, at his resurrection, he's the first fruits of death. Because he lives, we live. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. He's alive. He's not dead. The grave's empty. Every other, every other, praise God, religious leader that's died, you go to their grave, is still there. But in the name of Jesus, the resurrected Christ, Jesus said, I'm the resurrection. He said, I am the resurrection. Nobody else is the resurrection. Nobody else paid the price except Christ. Verse 7. And of the angels, he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. So Jesus Christ is superior to angels. He's sovereign. He's to be worshipped. And the Bible states that angels are what ministers, as I said before, were servants of God. Psalms 104, verse 4, who maketh his angels spirits his ministers, a flaming fire. So the quote of David. Verse 8. But unto the Son, he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. <laughs> so we see Christ coming, as I said before, after the seven-year tribulation, the thousand-year millennial reign where Christ will rule from Jerusalem with a rod of iron, and the scepter shall not depart from the tribe of Judah. And the Bible says right here that his scepter is a scepter of righteousness. Okay? So that means the world to come will be righteous. Wow. Now the Bible declares that at the beginning of a thousand-year reign, the Satan and his his uh, his um, uh, minions will be locked up. To be loose again after a thousand years for the purpose of God, but there'll be no satanic influence on the earth during that time. Wow! Can you imagine? Can you imagine where when people will be a hundred years old, still be called babies? <laughs> oh my! See, there's life in Christ. There's life in Christ. Death came through sin. The wages of sin is death. So thy scepter is righteousness and shall be the scepter of thy kingdom. Psalms 45, verse 6. Thy throne, O God, is forever. Ever the scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the world gladness above thy fellows. In other words, talking about Jesus Christ. Going to verse 9. 
Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity or lawlessness. Therefore, God, even thy God, have anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellow. He's quoted that out of the book of Psalms. I've anointed thee with the oil of gladness, the garment of praise, with the spirit of heaviness. Verse 10. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thy hands. Okay. Not Darwin's theory, but God's creation. The spoken word. The Barah. Speaking thing into existence out of nothing. So who's laid the foundation of the world? Well, some tadpole somewhere. Not a big bang, but God Almighty. God Almighty. Psalms 102, 25. Of old thou hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. <laughs> All of them shall wax old like a garment, as a vesture shalt thou change them. They shall be changed. Talk about the, the revamping air of the earth that's coming. The earth's not going to be destroyed. It's going to be renewed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. The children of thy servants shall continue, and their seed shall be established before thee. Psalms 102 Verse 12 through 16, But thou, O Lord, shalt endure forever. Thy remembrance unto all generations. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones, the favor of dust thereof. So the heathen shall fear the name of the Lord, and all things of the earth thy glory. When the Lord listens, shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. The sovereignty of God being played out right now, right in front of us, the plan of God. And we fit into it through Jesus Christ by the acceptance of him. Verse 11, they shall perish, but thou remainest. They shall wax old as of the garment. There again, quoting Psalms. They shall perish, and thou remains. Isaiah 34 and 4, and all the hosts of heaven shall be dissolved. Listen. And the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll. And all their hosts shall fall down as the leaf falleth from the vine and as falling fig from a fig tree. Once again, talking about the shaking that is coming. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. We're living in the midst of a shaking. Wake us up. Don't ignore the times and the seasons. Don't ignore what's going on right now. God is speaking. God is speaking. He's fulfilling his word. Verse 12. As a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not, what, fail. <laughs> Once again, the preeminence of Christ. Hebrews 13, a Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, and today, and forever. He's not going to change. Men have to change. He's, he's not going to conform to what you say or your doctrines. Or the way you way you see things, your opinions. It's you must conform to him. The Bible says be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Verse thirteen, but to which of the angels sit in any time, sit on my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. 
Psalms 110.1. The Lord saith unto my Lord, Set by my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. 14. Are they not all ministering spirits? This is all out of the book of Psalms, of course, requoted in Hebrews. Are they not all ministering spirits set forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? It's about angels, ministering spirits to those that are heirs of salvation. Colossians 3.24, knowing that, that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Romans 8.17, and if children and heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Hebrews 9.28 so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many unto them that look for him shall he appear the second listen, for any that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. In other words, when he dropped his head at the cross, said it's finished, the plan of redemption was done. Nothing to be added, nothing to be taken away. So when you hear people saying, Well, I come to uh, do what Jesus Christ did, didn't do, run from him. Because they're false prophets coming in the wrong name, certainly operating in the wrong spirit. So here we see the Son of God is God's revelation unto the modern day world in which we're living. The prophet you can read about the prophet, and they're good, don't get me wrong. But the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Everything from Genesis one to the book of what Revelation points to Jesus Christ. He has to be preached. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So do you know him today? The song says, do you know him today? Please don't turn him away. And Paul said, I want to get to know him better. I count it all but lost that I may gain Christ. He's our help. Present help in the time of trouble, a strong tower in the time of need. He addressed every one of our problems, situations, and sins at the cross. There's nothing that has not been addressed at the cross. Everything is covered at the cross of Jesus Christ. So we are heirs of salvation. Only when we accept Christ, not join a church, not shake a preacher's hand, not get baptized, not pay your tithes and your offerings, but when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Psalm says, please don't turn him away. Receive him today. And the Bible says, I said before, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead. Call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Repent of your sins. Make a conscious decision to turn and go in a different direction, to denounce all evil. Tell him you're sorry and ask him to forgive you. And ask him to be Lord of your life. And just tell him, I want to know you, Lord. I want to know you. Things are not going to get better, per se, as we see in the world. Men do not have the answers. Never will have only one that has the answer and the answer today is Jesus Christ Heavenly Father we thank you Lord what you've done what you're going to do we pray today as this word went forth you said it will come back Lord, we do what you sent it to do we ask you that hits the mark today and Lord you touch you save and you heal and you deliver 
in the name of Jesus. Break the chains off people's lives today, Lord. Bring deliverance as you hear their cries, as they're broken and contrite before you. Minister unto unto them today by your Holy Spirit and draw them today. Chronic disease heal and deliverance set free. By your stripes we're healed. You chastise for our peace of mind, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, you said, was upon you. Comfort through your Holy Spirit today. Give us knowledge, give us wisdom, give us foresight. Order our footsteps in the days to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. I shall not want He maketh me to lie down in green pastures Leads me beside the waters of rest He restores my soul Though I walk through Thou art with me, thou preparest me.